This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, we have a jam-packed show today. Jam-packed. But first off, let me just say, last night, a lot of you were texting, emailing, sending me messages that you were unable to load the podcast. And so I immediately sprung into action. And thank you, uh, Hopeless American over there at uh, Twitter for being the first one to let me know. So I sprung into action like Superman and jumped over to our Megaphone account. That's the syndicator that hosts this podcast. And I immediately notified Mike Moore and the Young Bucks over there at pain.tv slash gold who handles all of this stuff for us. And uh, we said, oh, no, we're being censored. They're taking down the podcast inside the Megaphone platform. We were not able to play any of the podcast from the library and it seemed like everything was going down and commander Payne over there has been experiencing a lot of stuff with his show we figured the end was near but it turned out supposedly that megaphone was having a network issue and they weren't able to stream shows so it looks like that is currently fixed but it screwed up the numbers for yesterday because this show was on the rise and so when people can't listen then they can't play the show and so then it's hard to get a good handle on actual analytics and uh, understanding how many people we're reaching if we're growing if people are sharing the show so i uh, just wanted to let you know that should be fixed who knows knows what's going to happen in the future um we'll see we'll see what goes down and we'll keep you guys informed of that interesting though i ended up having a conversation with hopeless american on twitter while this was transpiring and we were waiting for tech support to get back to us and we were talking exactly about what i mentioned at the beginning of episode 58 which was about the technology that we are allowed to interface with is different than the technology being built for the fourth industrial revolution in the prison planet and so hopeless american was telling me about how they dread getting on their computer now because there's always problems and those problems take days to fix and so i had mentioned that uh in my adult life i've made most of my income in design in web development in marketing in live uh, entertainment production video editing and such and all of those things involve technology and so i have seen these problems firsthand 
really starting to come to fruition the last few years. Uh, basically, the iPhone went to uh, went to crap uh, after Steve Jobs died. It was never really the same. And so I use Adobe suite of products for video editing, Photoshop, things like that, which I pay a monthly subscription for. And all the new versions have bugs. My uh, Windows computer always has bugs that I have to run this production software on. My MacBook is having bugs. Everything seems to be a problem. We're hearing more and more about people being hacked, identity theft, information being being stolen i just got a letter in the mail a few days ago from uh i think it was triple a or something telling me that a bunch of internal information was hacked some system was hacked you know so we're seeing this all the time my personal belief folks and people will say to me how are they going to run the world on technology if they can't even keep their shit together and i tell you that uh i believe this is an orchestrated controlled demolition of the third industrial revolution technology and so the more problems that they can create in your life every time your streaming service doesn't work or some piece of smart tech you bought isn't working uh, appropriately you're trying to hook up your amazon ring camera and it's taking forever stuff like that folks your phone the cell service doesn't work things like that, then you will be more accepting of the fourth industrial revolution technology of which they're going to roll out. That's what I believe is happening. It's a controlled demolition of the third industrial era into the fourth industrial era. And so I think that's actually happening, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your eye out for it as you see all of these tech problems and identity theft and hacking going on it's basically all part of the narrative it's all part of the grooming process okay got a call today from an old buddy of mine who uh, i knew from the youtube podcasting days and it was really nice i answered the phone he said hey dustin i've got to tell you man i thought you were smart but damn you're brilliant i've been listening to the show i love it i'm learning so much and he is a consumer of podcasts and a consumer of this type of information he listens to legal man he listens to whitney webb he listens to mike show and so that was really nice to hear from him and he recently made a move from uh, a commie state to a more red state and he said it it has um changed his life just to be around people that aren't constantly you know living inside of the covid land high school theater production matrix folks so it was very nice to hear from him and again uh to all of you out there today please i want five i want five five star reviews and a couple of comments so if you haven't had a chance to do that at apple podcast please do so folks it really does help us especially in this time with these problems we're dealing with with megaphone i don't know if mike moore has told the full story over thomas Paine podcast but he will be soon you guys won't believe the headaches that we have to deal with so between spending three to four hours a day researching for these shows a couple hours a day recording 
an hour in post-production editing and getting it uploaded you know we have to deal with battling the technocrats because at the end of the day the people i'm trying to expose control all the platforms we have to utilize to distribute this information there's a consolidation a monopolization of the communication technology out there so you can't go to any independent companies those days are over folks that ship has sailed so we are literally talking trash about the very people that we have to rely on to disseminate the information that is talking trash about them. Not a very sustainable business model, folks, I will say that. So I'm going to have to put on my thinking cap and figure out how we're going to overcome this in the near future. All right, I'm going to jump right into this stuff. I want to share first, before I get back into mental illness, psychedelics, VR headsets, the metaverse, and the extension of MKUltra Nazi mind control, of which I have a lot to show you. But I want to squeeze this in here because I don't know when I'm going to get back to it. Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Friday, sent this over to me last night. She has sent me so much information, so much information. I have, you know, probably a hundred shows worth of information on uh, the intelligence that Maria has shared with me. But let me put this in here right now, because I think it's important uh, in context to the conversation that we're currently having. This is from Cambridge University Press, and this is German Law Journal 2021 pages uh, 1,115 to 1,132. And this is an article here, The Rise of Technocracy and the COVID-19 Pandemic in Taiwan, Courts, Human Rights, and the Protection of Vulnerable Populations. And this is written by Sung Ling Lee, Graduate Institute of Health and Biotechnology Law, uh, Tappy Medical University, Tappy Taiwan, and then uh, it has this email there. But let me read you the abstract from this, folks. This is uh, received in May 2021, accepted June 25th, 2021. So this was a year ago. It says, abstract, driven by the need to address the immediate public health threats of the COVID-19 pandemic. This has seen a rise of technocratic mode of governance around the world. A technocratic approach is evidence-based and relies upon the guidance of experts to respond to the public health crisis. The rise of technocracy reflects a utilitarian calculus that seeks to preserve the greater good. Oh, does it now? Does it now? Let's continue. Taiwan's pandemic response exemplifies the strengths and weaknesses of this type of governance. Based on an analysis of the relevant case law of the Taiwan Constitutional Court, legislation, and political developments, this article takes a legal historical look and traces the current technocratic approach defined for this article as an experts-driven and procedural-driven process, which is a hallmark of Taiwan's pandemic response. Examining Taiwan's pandemic response through a human rights lens sheds light on a more complex relationship between the collective right to health and life and the individual rights to health, work, privacy, and liberty during the pandemic. Now, 
What's very interesting about this paper, folks, I'm not going to go through all of it today. I just want to introduce you to it. And you can find this over at Cambridge.org. Okay. And if you just Google Cambridge, rise of technocracy and COVID-19 pandemic, you will find this paper. And I will eventually do an entire show on this. But I want to introduce you this to you because they're making the case uh, for technocracy. Let me just read you the introduction, and then uh, we'll move past this because there's a lot more stuff we have to cover. Uh, I've got to bring up some information that I promised I would get for you yesterday on the growing rise in mental illness post-COVID-19 because that's going to lead us into forcing people into the MKUltra psychedelic VR headset Uh, programs that are being launched all around the country but it goes on to say introduction by june 25th 2021 the covid19 pandemic had spread to 214 countries and territories affecting 18 billion individuals and resulting in 3.9 million deaths now where they got 18 billion individuals from I don't know, folks, because what is, uh, let's look it up right here. What is the current world population? It was 7.6 billion a couple of years ago. World population. Yeah, 7.753 billion. So I don't know where they got 18 billion. It probably was supposed to say 1.8 billion and resulting in 3.9 million deaths. The sheer scale and magnitude of SARS-CoV-2 have made the virus far more transmittable than MERS-CoV or SARS-CoV, penetrating national borders with ease. Driven by the need to protect public health during the pandemic, technocracies have become synonymous with the pandemic in parts of the world. A technocratic approach is evidence-based and relies upon the guidance of experts to respond to the public health crisis. Let's continue, and then we'll talk a a minute about technocracy. It says, the rise of technocracy reflects a utilitarian calculus that seeks to preserve the greater good. In many ways, the pandemic and a technocratic government make natural bedfellows. Yet, as states play a quintessential role and proactive role in maximizing their available resources financial, natural, human, and technological resources to protect their populations against the pandemic. Tension exists between public health public health, and individual human rights. Okay, so what they're talking about as far as technocracy goes, and I have a few shows on technocracy, transhumanism, and what I call technocratic transhumanism, which I believe is the world government right now we're going to get into technocracy and the history of it i've touched on it briefly throughout various episodes but i want to dedicate a couple of episodes to it but technocracy is rule by the scientists and the engineers and they effectively want a worldwide government with no illusion of elected leaders in which the scientists and the engineers will rule society and they will control the means of production so they will control the manufacturing the growing all of that stuff and the means of distribution so they will control 
all of the delivery of the products to the people, including the rationing, right? So you will be deemed to be uh, uh, just a little peasant, and you will have a certain amount of food, a certain amount of products that you can get. And so that's where the technocracy comes in. So I think as we've seen the rise of the technocracy the last couple of years, it makes sense. As I've told you before, COVID-19, the high school theater production, was the great reset, in my opinion, which ushered us into the fourth industrial revolution, which we are in right now. By all accounts, even the people in charge of it say we're in it right now. And now we're seeing the rollout of the new systems, the new prison planet technology, the new transhumanist methods of merging the digital, the physical, and the biological together. And that is where we are moving into, which will be the fourth industrial era, which will really be this technocratic transhumanist era. So you can check this paper out at cambridge.org. Again, I will do a full show on it, probably in about I'm guessing four or five episodes from now. I will work this in as I talk solely about technocracy and transhumanism. All right, folks, I am Dustin Gold. When I get back, I'm going to show you the truth, the facts on the growing rise in mental illness and why I believe this is all intentional, folks. Nothing is organic. These people are strategizing around the clock, 24-7, 365. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold, folks. Technocracy is on the rise. Oh, it is on the rise, ladies and gentlemen. It is all around us. Now, let me show you some interesting information I pulled up on mental illness, and this is very important, folks. It's very important because we are creating a culture of mental illness. And this was going on before COVID land, the high school theater production, but even more so during and now after. And you have to say to yourself, what are the reasons for this occurring? Well, there's a lot of them, folks. There's a lot of them. Let's look at what the official narrative is. Let's look what the health journals are putting out. And then we will have a discussion about the other reasons why mental illness is growing in this country. And in fact, according to the experts around the world, folks. So this is news-medical.net, News Medical Life Sciences. And it says right here, are mental health issues increasing? All right, and this is written by Dr. Nicola Williams, PhD, okay? It says, according to the World Health Organization, who, you know them, folks, who, that's who, 
All right. It says mental health conditions are increasing worldwide. In recent times, the coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic and the increased use of social media have been implicated. Contrarily, some think increasing mental health problems are a myth. Especially before the appearance of COVID-19 patchy data, an increased self-reporting was deemed responsible for a mythical epidemic in mental health that was, in any case, difficult to assess. Okay, so as you see right here in this article at the News Medical Life Sciences, they are saying that in recent times, COVID-19 and increased use of social media have been implicated. Now, I would agree with both of those folks, and we'll get into some other reasons shortly, but let me go through this article for you. I'm laying the foundation here to show you that the narrative being pushed is that mental health is on the rise. And whether you want to believe or I want to believe that it's a myth, it's real, your friend who says they're crazy isn't really crazy, your friend who says you know they're transgender isn't really, it doesn't really matter. Once the social engineers set the narrative then they make that narrative into a reality. So anyone left going to a traditional doctor licensed by the government who's a member of the American Medical Association will be pushed into believing they have a mental health condition. And social media, movies, TV, uh, people being replaced by robots and artificial intelligence leading to depression. All of this stuff will lead to more people having issues like depression and then being classified as being mentally ill, having mental health issues, and then they will be forced into the funnel of the psychedelics and the VR headsets and the metaverse. I mean, that is what's going to happen here. All right, it says, this article looks at some of the statistics and finds mental health problems do appear to be rising and the substantial investment currently being recommended to avert a looming crisis a looming crisis and as we saw in the articles we reviewed yesterday some of these industry leaders are already pushing the idea that there won't be enough mental health professionals so you will be treated at home via a vr headset with some sort of a uh, hologram projection of a doctor just like the hologram that uh, they're making of Zelensky right now so you will have a hologram doctor or some sort of metaverse doctor living in the cyberspace who will be able to prescribe you psychedelics folks and you'll see soon they're actually doing a home treatments using psychedelics already i'll show you that so it says right here mental health an increasing cause for concern there are many kinds of mental illness from common conditions such as anxiety and depression which affect millions worldwide to the less common disorders such as capgrass syndrome most observed in those with dementia or schizophrenia. This syndrome causes the irrational belief in the sufferer that somehow they know has been replaced by an imposter. Okay, The syndrome causes the irrational belief in the sufferer that someone they know has been replaced by an imposter. All right. Well, guess what, folks? When you put people on psychedelics, that's going to expand because uh, I will tell you that is one of the things that occurs during a psychedelic trip, folks. When I woke up from my ketamine-induced coma when I was 16 years old in the hospital for my uh, spinal meningitis, 
for a long time, I thought the doctor who I had met before was an imposter of the doctor. And I am not an innocent person, folks. I I dabbled between the sports world and the art world. My father was a jock. My mom was an artist. And so I lived in both worlds, folks. I've experimented with many things over the years. And I will tell you that uh, psychedelics will not cure that problem. It will only add to it. All right, let's continue. It is thought that around one in four people will experience a mental health condition each year in England. Numbers have been increasing in recent years. For example, the number of people with a common mental health condition rose by 20% between the years 1993 to 2014. And don't worry, because although this is published out of England, the numbers here are very uh, similar. I used this article because it had some specific information that I wanted to present to you, and I'll expand on it with the next article. So just hang with me here. So again, it is thought that around one in four people, 25%, will experience a mental health condition each year in England. Suicide and self-harm are also on the rise, although a dramatic increase since 2018 for UK statistics is partly attributable to changes in the way deaths are reported, meaning more deaths are now officially recorded as suicides compared to in the past. And suicides are on the rise amongst 18 to 29-year-olds in the United States as well. Currently, right now, it is the fourth largest uh, way that someone dies, okay, uh, between 18 and 29. Goes on to say, having a diagnosable mental health condition can impact all areas of life, school, work, personal relationships, and the ability to participate in the community. A person's diagnosis may also change several times throughout their life. All right, I want to get into some of this for you. It's important because these are the mental health um, diagnoses in which they are going to start prescribing the psychedelics and the VR headsets for. So the more that you know, the more information you have, the more intelligence you are armed with, the more you will be able to recognize these uh, things. When you hear these uh, buzzwords pop up in your personal life, maybe you're helping out a child, a grandchild, a friend, a cousin, a relative, a niece, a nephew, whatever it may be, uh, you will start to hear these buzzwords now and recognize them and say, hold on, wait a second. How are they treating you? What are they recognizing? recommending so it says right here clinical depression a more severe form of depression where the sufferer can feel persistently sad for weeks or months other symptoms include loss of joy feeling unhappy or hopeless low self-esteem loss of appetite and problems sleeping well that would come from isolation being locked up in your house for a couple years maybe you lost your job maybe your industry is being uh totally gutted by the fourth industrial revolution robots and artificial intelligence are coming to replace you you strap yourself into video games when you come home you start drinking a lot of booze maybe you're smoking pot maybe you're doing other drugs and so all these things start to add up and then you become depressed right and you lose joy because you lost your job you don't have money you don't know how to pay your bills inflation is destroying you see all these things that are going on in this world today are adding to the rise in depression which will then be fully classified as mental health mental illness and so then they will force you into the funnel of psychedelics into vr headsets into living inside that metaverse this is all set up folks you can see it you just have to back up look at it from a forty thousand foot view 
and you can see the blueprint. It's all being laid out here. All right, the next one is depressive disorders affect millions of people globally each year. Then we have anxiety, intense, persistent worries and fears, avoidance of anxiety-provoking situations. In acute cases, can lead to phobias and panic attacks. So you have multiple sides to that, folks. You have people that have anxiety over getting COVID. They're still walking around with a mask on. They have 31 boosters. They wear rubber gloves. They uh, do the full rub down when they go into the grocery store with the hand sanitizer. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. The people that stop, they block the whole aisle. They start pumping hand sanitizer like they're in some sort of a, a prison shower, just wiping themselves down with it, rubbing down the cart. It's like they're at a, a car wash you know waxing the car in front of you with this stuff i still see people like that so you have that anxiety that was created by the fear of covid then you have this other anxiety you know coming from arguing with people back and forth at dinner about covid so they build this stuff up folks they build this stuff up it's all intentional goes on to say bipolar disorder extreme mood disturbance The disorder consists of two types, bipolar, which involves episodes of mania and depression, and bipolar 2, where the sufferer has more frequent periods of depression with fewer lower-key manic episodes. I had someone in my family that suffered from this. I have a friend of mine's wife who suffers from this. I've known many people in my life that suffer from bipolar disorder, and many people do believe that the drugs that they put you on When they put you on drugs for depression, that can develop into anxiety, that can develop into bipolar disorder. And so each of the solutions that these guys hand out to the problems they create end up creating more problems all right then we have schizophrenia a severe long-term condition often characterized as a type of psychosis symptoms include hallucinations delusions muddled thoughts lack of care over personal hygiene and avoiding others and currently right now they're saying that people with schizophrenia should not be treated with psychedelics because it'll increase all those things oh really really it'll increase those symptoms yeah because they're going to give people psychedelics and turn them all into schizophrenics oh yeah folks you watch and see you watch and see here we go next one substance abuse affects millions worldwide it becomes a disorder when users of intoxicating substances struggle with control compulsion and withdrawal and right when you're substance when you're uh, abusing substances you're basically self-medicating you're masking some deep-seated issue uh some sort of childhood trauma something like that that never goes fully treated because i will talk about momentarily they've totally changed the way the public health care system actually works so in my opinion folks they're not actually treating the trauma they're not actually getting to the heart of the issue they're just medicating people all right ladies and gentlemen more on this when we come back and you'll see how it all ties in to uh mk ultra and everything else that we are working on here at the dustin gold standard i am dustin gold and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. 
ladies and gentlemen. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. All right, let me jump right back into this for you. A lot to cover today. A lot to cover. And I didn't know I was going to be doing a uh, lesson on mental illness, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, the next one up is post-traumatic stress disorder. And this is caused by a past stressful event that is then relived. Sometimes years after it occurred, symptoms include depression, loss of concentration, mood, temper, sleep, energy, and control. And as you know, we've been spending a lot of time talking about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, as we've been talking about the Veterans Administration rolling out psychedelics and VR headsets. So you're very familiar with that by now. Then we have dementia, which is a decline in brain function and impairments in thinking, remembering, and reasoning, okay? So let me just go back over this list because this is what you need to be aware of if you're helping anyone in your circle. The most common mental illnesses, you have clinical depression, depressive disorders, anxiety, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, substance abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, and dementia. And as far as my research goes, and it may change as we go further into this, I've seen them pushing the psychedelics for all of those except schizophrenia, which they say will increase the symptoms. And uh, VR headsets for all of them. So if you know anyone going through this, being pushed into the mental health care system, this is probably something you want to be aware of, folks. So this article goes on to say, who do mental health conditions affect the most? Mental health conditions are... Uh, indiscriminate and can affect anyone a good way to think of mental illness is to think of a spectrum we all sit somewhere along the uh, continuum Uh, some groups are more likely to be affected than others according to the charity mind based on statistics for people living in england the most affected groups are and again this is um Very similar to the U.S. numbers. Very, very similar. And they're rolling out the psychedelics and the VR headsets in the U.K. as well. So all this stuff goes together. There's partnerships between the governments, partnerships between the private sector, you know, World Economic Forum connections. So it's it's all pretty much similar here. So it goes on to say... People who identify as LBGTQ are two to three times more likely to experience a mental health condition. Well... I'm not going to get into that, folks, but uh, that's something I've probably been talking about for 20 years, especially when it goes to not uh, treating the child trauma. But you're not allowed to talk about that or you will be censored and thrown off every platform. So I'll just leave it at that. It goes on to say black or black British people, 23% will experience a mental health difficulty over the course of a week compared to 17% of white British people. Well, I mean, when you tell them they're victims and they have to live life as a victim, I could see that actually happening. Women age 16 to 24, 26% in any given week. Well, when you're living life on social media and everyone is using filters to make themselves look like the idea of what I guess beautiful is supposed to be, uh, when you look like a plastic uh, Barbie doll, 
Yeah, then the one who don't look like that, they're going to have problems. And so they don't want to go out in public, folks. They end up suffering from anxiety and other stuff like anorexia, bulimia, and such, uh, body dysphoria. Uh, And then it says those with overlapping problems such as substance abuse uh, disorder, uh, homelessness, and contact with the criminal justice system around 40%. Well, if you take people with substance abuse disorder and you take people with homelessness and you take people with the involved in the criminal justice system yes of course they generally suffer from sort of some sort of mental health condition have not been appropriately treated have not gotten to the root of the problem and that's why they're in those situations it says here the risk factors for Uh, causation of mental health difficulties include inequality and social disadvantage well of course that's one of them Um, discrimination and social exclusion yes now these are all things created and pushed by social media folks traumatic experiences of which they never get to the root of and differences in physical health and i'll just tell you this I've talked to several people in the mental health field. Uh, And as far as I know, in several states, folks, it might be a majority now. If you take the case of body dysphoria or what they would call uh, born in the wrong body now, that used to be treated as a mental health condition in the old real mental health. And so they would try to get to the root of the problem. They would try to figure out where the trauma occurred in that person's life, uh, probably as a child. And they would try to work through that and realign their brain. Instead, now in several states, they are forced, the mental health professional is now forced to push the person towards hormone injections and genital mutilation surgery so you know you see how the mental health industry has changed we've talked about doctors being forced into promoting the jabs and pushing people towards the boosters well in the mental health area and the mental health arena uh, a lot has changed there as well so you have people that if they want to stay licensed and still want to make money then they have to go with the script they have to go with what the american psychiatric institute and stuff tells them the playbook is and how you have to treat things if you want to keep your insurance and you want to stay a member of your associations and want to keep your government license so the entire mental health arena is completely corrupted and polluted and i believe causing more mental illness Uh, misdiagnosing people intentionally when they really don't have mental health problems, uh, forcing people into solutions that cause more problems for them. And my belief is that at some point, maybe these people become the scapegoat and the official you know, system, the people that control the official narrative will say that the mental health professionals failed and now we don't have enough of them. And so this is why we're going to go with this AI driven VR headset psychiatrist. And then they're going to push you into the uh, psychedelic dosing at home. I mean, you can see where it's going. I mean, you just have to connect the dots here. Uh, Let me just continue with this real quick. It says, also according to WHO, around 20% of children and adolescents have a mental health condition. 20%, they're saying. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in the 15 to 29-year-old demographic. Okay, that's according to WHO. In the U.S., I believe it's uh, number four. 
the fourth leading cause of death. It says, alarmingly, research indicates an increase in internalizing symptoms in girls. Internalizing symptoms have a basis in emotions linked to distress such as fear and sadness, which may exacerbate depression, loneliness, anxiety, and somatic complaints, headaches, and stomach aches. Of course, now a psychiatrist would say, wait, you're depressed? You're lonely? You have anxiety? You have uh, somatic complaints? You're probably a boy. We're going to have to uh, set you up at the Boston Children's Hospital to have a genital mutilation surgery. All right, so let me just tell you this, because it's always important to understand the money that's behind this stuff. It says here, the costs of mental health. The WHO has reported that substantial investment is urgently required to ensure, one, increased mental health awareness, more understanding and less stigma. Number two, access to quality mental health care and treatments that will be psychedelics and VR headsets. Number three, research to improve existing treatments and to identify new ones. Again, psychedelics and VR headsets. And so increase in mental health awareness. That means that they are going to blow this up Everyone is mentally ill. Everyone you know is going to be mentally ill. Maria Albanese has talked about this on the Thomas Paine podcast uh, when she co-hosts on Friday. So they're setting the stage uh, to declare everybody mentally ill. Every other person you know will be mentally ill. And so you won't be able to look at them, you know, cross-eyed when they decide to go on psychedelics and strap on the Oculus headset. It says, among the most common mental health conditions are depression and anxiety. The cost to the global economy for depression and anxiety alone amounts to $1 trillion each year. And yet the government spending on mental health amounts to only less than 2%. All right, $1 trillion a year. It's a big industry, folks, making people mentally ill. It says, although mental illness... Uh, mental health conditions are on the rise it's wrong to think of this as an epidemic really why not as rice oxley 2019 put it quote it's not a disease of western capitalism end quote but having noted that this is nevertheless possible to treat many mental health conditions at a relatively low cost there is a substantial gap between those who require care and those with ready access see they're setting the stage now i'm telling you to roll out this virtual reality metaverse psychiatrist that we talked about yesterday, where you will go to your shrink meetings inside the metaverse with some AI-driven matrix program who's going to diagnose you. Uh, Let's move on to this because there's some important statistics I want to show you in here before we get back to the uh mk ultra side of this and the psychedelics and vr headsets because you need to understand that they are setting the stage and then you will see how this all comes together how they're going to roll it out where the adoption campaign actually comes from this is from uh that's or sorry banyamentalhealth.com that's b-a-n as in nancy y-a-n as in nancy mental health And it says, is mental health on the rise? And so I picked this article because it fills in some of the information that we did not pick up in that article. But that article had stuff not in this article. So between the two, we basically cover mental health. I don't want to go deep into this stuff. It's not my area of expertise. 
I'm just showing you that the articles are out there, the narrative is being set, and so they're going to push this idea that mental health is on the rise, and pretty much everything is going to be declared mental health. And as I said earlier, I would mention, and I kind of worked it in there, but this is all coming from you know, the isolation from COVID, the anxiety created by COVID, loss of jobs created by the fourth industrial revolution. So you're going to see all this roll out. People worried about, well, what is my kid going to be? Am I going to send them to school? Am I going to send them to college? This concept of this sort of nuclear family that we lived under since World War II is really going away. What does the world look like? As I asked Magdalene Rose, the young conservative, the other day on the show, does anyone on the conservative side including Ron DeSantis, have a plan? Is there a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 25-year plan of what America looks like? Like a business plan. She said, uh, no, they don't have one. That's a good question, but they don't have one. And I said, well, the United Nations has a 2030 plan, a 2050 plan coming out of Dubai, coming out of Saudi Arabia. They all have these uh, 20-year plans. The World Economic Forum has 20-year plans. The technocrats and the transhumanists have 20-year plans. All their Silicon Valley businesses have 20-year plans. But yet, there is no plan on our supposed side to reverse this stuff. So I can look at their plans right here with what's going to happen in the mental health industry and the rollout of psychedelics and VR headsets, the worldwide rollout of MK Ultra Mind Control, because we're reading their plans. They put the statistics out there, they write it in the form of white papers and articles, and then you just connect it in to the other side, the technology they're rolling out, and then we look at how that's no different than MK Ultra. And so you're able to see here we go, MK Ultra worldwide ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard we will be right back right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. Yes, you are. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. If you don't mind, folks, it really helps us. Please do that. I want to get five more reviews today. Thank you very much. All right, we're out of here. Now, here we go, folks. Let's get into this. Uh, I want to clear my desk of mental illness. <laughs> I got to get rid of my mental illness stuff, folks. All right, here we go. Mental illness is on the rise among adolescents and young adults, and factors like social media may be leading the cause. Really? You think so? It says here, according to a study published by the American Psychological Association, the rates of mood disorders and suicide-related events have significantly increased in the last decade with these age groups, especially among females and the wealthy. Oh, the wealthy. Oh, 
maybe because they're not wealthy anymore, as a mental health facility in Boca Raton. So this uh, group is out of Boca Raton, Florida. We're concerned over the alarmingly high prevalence of mental illness in the United States to shed more light on the subject and advocate for the importance of mental health care. We're sharing some information on the state of mental health in the nation. And it says, how many people in the U.S. have a mental illness? So we're coming back in and pulling uh, U.S. numbers in here, folks. But uh, the other article was great because it broke down the types of mental illness and stuff. So it says, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, nearly one in five U.S. adults, one in five, 20%, had a mental illness in 2019. That would be 51.5 million people. You think we have a problem here, folks? 20% of people are classified to have a mental illness. I would say that's a bit of a problem, ladies and gentlemen. I would say that is a problem, yes. Goes on to say, mental illness is a broad term used to describe different conditions that vary in severity. Mental disorders fall into two categories, any mental illness, AMI, or serious mental illness, SMI. AMI refers to a mental, behavioral, or emotional disorder ranging from no mental impairment to severe impairment. SMI includes any mental behavioral or emotional disorder that causes severe functional impairment that can interfere with or limit a person's quality of life. So those will be the people, the uh, SMIs, the severe, uh, those, those with uh, um, a serious mental illness. Those will be the first ones they jack up on the psychedelics, strap on the headset and load them into the metaverse. Those will be the first ones. Oh yeah, mark my words. The most common mental illnesses in the U.S. include, all right, so anxiety disorders, major depressive disorder, bipolar disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and eating disorders. So there's a few more there uh, from what we mentioned in the U.K. and the information that The Who published, okay, the World Health Organization. So again, let me repeat that in case you hear of this with anyone in your life that you're trying to help or coach or mentor or consult with. All right. So one, anxiety disorders, two, major depressive disorder, three, bipolar disorder, four, obsessive compulsive disorder, five, panic disorder, six, post-traumatic stress disorder, and seven, eating disorder. All right. So those are the trigger words. Those are the buzzwords. If you hear anyone in and around you talking about this, you know, you could start to ask them, well, what remedies are your doctors talking about? It says an untreated mental disorder can significantly diminish a person's quality of life. If you or someone you know suffers from depression, anxiety, OCD, or any other mental illness, we can help. Yes, I will go right over there, get loaded up and dosed with my LSD treatment. Thank you. It says statistics of mental illness in the United States. And this is what I want to go through with you here. It says the state of mental health in America continues to worsen as witnessed by the millions of people who suffer from a mental disorder every year below are some statistics that illustrate the rise of mental illness in the nation between 2017 and 2018 19 percent of adults experienced a mental illness an increase of 1.5 million adults with mental illness from the previous year so they saw an increase of one and a half million adults in a one-year period before covid folks this is before covid 
All right. Rates of depression increased by 52% between 2005 and 2017 among adolescents aged 12 to 17. So 52% increase over 12 years in children for depression. All right. And you ask yourself why that happened. I don't know. When did the internet become installed in the house when did the internet go into people's pockets with smartphones all during that period of time it says rates of depression increased by 63 percent uh, between 20 uh, 2009 and 2017 in young adults aged 18 to 25 so 63 percent increase in an eight-year period uh, in depression 18 to 25 year olds all right Number three, the rate of suicide-related thoughts and outcomes increased by 47% from 2008 to 2017 among young adults. So that's that 18 to 25-year-old bracket. Increase over a nine-year period, 47% increase in suicidal thoughts or suicide itself. In 2019, there was an estimated 51.5 million adults, that's 20.6% aged 18 and older, in the U.S. with the AMI, okay? So it's 51.5 million. AMI was higher among U.S. females, 24.5%, than males, 16.3% in 2019. So females are experiencing it worse than males. Young adults between the ages of 18 and 25 had the highest prevalence of AMI, 29.4%, compared to adults between the ages of 26 to 49, 25%, and 50 and older, 14%. Now, why do you think that would be? Maybe the 50-year-olds are already headed towards retirement, a little more established. Maybe they're not on the internet as much, not using social media as much. There could be a number of factors there, but the scary part is it's affecting young adults and adolescents, all right, which is what we're most concerned about. I mean, I'm 41. I look at it as not my life is over, but now it's my responsibility to raise my child. That's going to be this stage of my life. So we have to look at our kids and grandkids and say, why is this happening? Well, maybe take away the iPhone, the iPad, the Fitbit, you know, the technology, maybe homeschool them. I know everybody can't do this. We talked about it with Magdalene Rose on uh, our interview a few episodes ago. But there are solutions, folks. You have to start to ask yourself why this is happening. Look, if your kid comes home, they're acting weird. Uh, Something's not right. I mean, in the old days, you'd start to try to figure out, Uh, I don't know. Is Uncle Frank touching them? Is the soccer coach a little weird? So you have to start to say, what is causing this rise in depression in our youth and in young adults? And then try to figure out how you're going to resolve those issues. And I think stepping one foot out of the matrix, going on a hike, going to the beach and such will uh, help a lot of this stuff. All right, it goes on to say 13.1 million U.S. adults aged 18 and older had an SMI in 2019, making up 5.2% of all U.S. adults, okay? SMI was high among U.S. females, 6.5%. This is the extreme version of mental illness, serious mental illness. Uh, was high among U.S. females, 6.5%, then males, 3.9%. Again, females are experiencing this almost twice as much uh, as the males. Uh, 
In 2019, SMI was more prevalent among adults age 18 to 25, 8.6% compared to adults age 26 to 49, 6.8%, and age 50, 2.9%. So again, again, we're seeing serious mental illness affecting children and young adults more than the older folks. And that's why us as the older folks need to be the rock uh, for these younger kids, we need to be able to take them to the light, folks, and save them from this stuff. The last thing I would do is let your kid be jacked up by psychedelics and uh, have a VR headset strapped on their head. And if they have one at home because they're playing video games, I would tear that off and get them the hell out of the metaverse. I mean, you want to start to figure out how to escape the technocratic transhumanist prison planet matrix, you need to start to remove the technology that attaches you uh, to the matrix like neo you have to pull that cord out of the back of your head all right let's continue it says why is mental illness on the rise a possible contributing factor in the nation's rise in mental illness could be the increasing use of social media online interaction has taken precedence over face-to-face communication even more so with covid land the high school theater production right It says perpetuating isolation and loneliness. Physical appearance is also heavily stressed on social media and other online platforms, correct? Growing trends on apps like Instagram and TikTok influencers, users to look and dress a certain way. Right, so you're trying to, uh, it's basically social media is, is uh, keeping up with the Joneses, but it's around you all the time. So instead of just looking at your neighbor who bought a boat and you feel obligated to take on a loan to go buy a boat, your child is seeing this 24-7, 365 through the internet and then feeling like they don't live up to the expectations set within whichever sort of choose your own adventure, personalized, customized echo chamber that they are living in folks which is all part of the design and we'll get into that soon hopefully uh with my friend i spoke to earlier today we'll get into this personalized echo chamber goes on to say general comparisons and unrealistic expectations of physical appearance often affect users particularly female users which can contribute to depression anxiety and eating disorders so again take the phone away from them and let's figure out how to get this depression and anxiety out of their lives Uh, don't load them up with psychedelics when the doctor tells you that that is the cure it's going to create more problems it's going to turn them into a schizophrenic frankly those who are frequently online are also more likely to experience cyberbullying, which is linked to depression and suicidal behaviors. Just like people get sort of these um, adrenaline boosts, you know, boost in endorphins when they get likes and retweets on social media. That's been known for years. The social media companies even admitted to doing that way before people realized that this was all part of a government operation, just an extension of mind control. Uh, they admitted that. So, of course, on the other side, when they're part of being bullied or they get down likes, you know, a dislike, uh, then they're developing depression and suicidal behaviors. goes on to say, considering the constant changes in and trends introduced on online social platforms, it's no wonder why the number of adults between the ages of 18 and 25 who experienced psychological distress increased from 2008 and 2017, right? I said that earlier, and I'm not even a mental health professional. 
All right, folks. So that is just one of the things that they are talking about here is social media. Now, you can go further into this. There's a lot of studies that you can look at how mental illness has basically doubled since COVID land the high school theater production. And think about what actually happened during that. Isolation in your home, fear of meeting with your friends, fear of the germ, increased substance abuse, increased uh, spousal abuse, increased... Um, you know, they're, they're, I heard there were increased child molestations going on, child abuse and stuff like that. And then on top of it, what were people doing in the one or two years they were locked up in their house? Well, they were going on more of the Internet, on more social media, watching more streaming content, face glued to the phone, folks. And the social media companies, Apple and stuff, admitted years ago, they rigged the flicker rates on the phones and on the screens to get you addicted to it. Um, and, and we know all about in the past, in World War II, actually, that the government was using uh, images they would flash while soldiers were watching movies. They were like split millisecond uh, freeze frames of a pack of cigarettes and stuff to get people smoking more cigarettes. So you don't even know what's going on. I don't know what's going on when I'm staring at my screen. Uh, doing the show or doing research, all of the stuff that could be popping in front of your eyes, ladies and gentlemen. And there's so much out there that we do know about. So that's it on the uh, mental illness. I want to wrap up on that because when I show you the next step, we're working our way back into the psychedelics and the virtual reality glasses. And we're going to take a look in the private sector who is behind this push, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we will be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv all right ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Come over there and join us, folks, for a few dollars a month, which you should be saving by not taking microdoses of psychedelics, folks. You could join us there, get the ad-free video version of this podcast, as well as the Thomas Paine podcast special content and access to a Facebook-like app where you can communicate with the other fine folks over there at pain.tv slash gold. You will have a good time. Trust me. It's a good escape from arguing with people on social media if that's your thing. You can go over there and actually have some productive conversations with folks that are looking for solutions to work around the matrix folks that are interested in politics and scams and schemes uh they're trying to track and follow the next step in the covid land high school theater production what's going to be rolled out next out of uh, some of the other tabletop exercises that are going on so it's a wealth of knowledge there people share information with me all the time i think it's worth it folks i was a member actually uh, of the Patreon that Mike had, and then a member of Pain.TV before I actually came on the show. Now, one of the benefits of doing this show is I do have a free subscription to Pain.TV slash gold. I do get that, folks. <laughs> I also get a lot of headaches. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me just go over this with you quickly um, because I did have it pulled up in my references. 
uh, and I didn't want to leave you hanging at the end of that segment. I said, wait a second. I thought I had something on this. This is a uh, World Health Organization. So this is who.int. And it says right here, COVID-19, the pandemic, triggers 25% increase in prevalence of anxiety and depression worldwide. You see, folks, they are causing the problems. The monsters cause the problems. Then they write all these articles. They release all these studies. They provoke the response. We need more mental health care services. And so then they offer the solutions. And then the solutions lead into the next problem, which we read about yesterday, which is what? Which is there's going to be a shortage of mental health professionals. So then people go, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We need a solution to the shortage, a shortage in mental health professionals. And then the solution is we're going to do VR headsets. Uh, at home and be able to keep an eye on you all the time and then people fall into that trap and then that's not working so then they provoke another reaction and then the solution is well you can dose with lsd and keep your vr headset on ladies and gentlemen this is how it works this is how the monsters this is how the frankenstein doctors take control of society this is how they roll out mk ultra mind control and when you hear them talk about it and when i read about it in case i don't bring it up all the time when they're talking about trials going on at the va and trials going on in universities and trials going on in the hospitals don't don't think of it like they're still experimenting i believe mk ultra came to fruition i believe they figured out how to do this now they're just rolling it out and right now it's under the guise of trials because they have to say oh we just ran a trial it worked on the veterans and We'll work on everyone else and this is just basically putting the mk ultra mind control into the uh lexicon and then basically rolling it out as some sort sort of uh cure to mental illness all right let me just read you this quickly it says wake up call to all countries to step up mental health services and support right so this is the who calling for mental health support for those uh, affected by COVID-19, right? It's, it says, in the first year of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, global prevalence of anxiety and depression increased by a massive 25%, according to a scientific brief released by the WHO. The brief also highlights who has been most affected and summarizes the effect of the pandemic on the availability of mental health services and how this has changed during the pandemic concerns about potential increases in mental health conditions had already prompted 90 percent of countries surveyed to include mental health and uh, psychosocial support in their covid 19 response plans but major gaps and concerns remain Quote, the information we have now about the impact of COVID-19 on the world's mental health is just the tip of the iceberg, end quote, said Dr. Tedros, uh, long last name, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, Geb- Gebre Hughes, uh, who director general. Quote, this is a wake-up call to all countries to pay more attention to mental health and to do a better job of supporting their population's mental health, end quote, right? As if the countries who just hit you with COVID-19, the high school theater production, care about your mental health. Why? Because they love you, folks. They love you. 
They love you, and this is why they're looking out for you. They create problems, and then they offer solutions. All right, it says, uh, let, let me just read you a little of this. Multiple stress factors. One major explanation for the increase is the unprecedented stress caused by the social isolation resulting from the pandemic. Linked to this were constraints on people's ability to work, seek support from loved ones, and engage in their communities. Yeah, in prison, they call that isolation. And they lock you in an isolation tank, right? They also use that for mind control experiments as well, folks. And that's what they did to everyone. They locked you in your home. Your home became your prison. Goes on to say loneliness, fear of infection. Okay, that's what I told you. They created the germaphobes. Suffering and death for oneself and for loved ones. Grief after uh bravement and financial worries have also been cited as stressors leading to anxiety and depression among health workers exhaustion has been a major trigger for suicidal thinking and so folks when when the, the, all these factors were known about before covid land the high school theater production so you have to ask yourself when they locked everyone down because they loved us was the rise in mental illness, the rise in anxiety and depression caused by unintended consequences, or were the consequences intended? Did they lock us down in part because all of these little psychological operations are war-gamed out of multiple purposes, but was part of it designed to create an uptick in mental illness my opinion folks my opinion of course of course i'm not stupid use critical thinking use common sense of course that's what it is it goes on to say young people and women worst hit the brief which is informed by a comprehensive review of existing evidence about the impact of covid19 on mental health and mental health services and includes estimates from the latest global burden of disease study shows that the pandemic has affected the mental health of young people and that they are disproportionately at risk of suicidal and self-harming behaviors so they must be proud of this folks they must be very proud of this it probably played out according to plan. Maybe they didn't have enough kids kill themselves. Because if they have you kill yourself, then they don't have to kill you. You see how that works? But essentially, they are killing you if they are setting up the circumstances which lead to you developing anxiety and or depression that leads to you committing suicide. But don't worry. If you survived, they'll just dose you up with LSD and strap a VR headset over your eyes it goes on to say it also indicates that women have been more severely impacted than men and that people with pre-existing physical health conditions such as asthma cancer and heart disease were more likely to develop symptoms of mental disorders oh so the women are more affected by the men i thought men and women were exactly the same scientifically i guess not but who knows we only trust the science when the science aligns with what we want to believe when it fits our confirmation bias 
All right, it goes on to say data suggests that people with pre-existing mental disorders do not appear to be disproportionately vulnerable to COVID-19 infection. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Yet when these people do become infected, they are more likely to suffer hospitalization, severe illness, and death compared with people without mental disorders. So what they're basically saying is they create the mental illness, they jack you up with COVID, and then basically you're going to end up hospitalized where they're going to shove a vent down your throat and kill you. Oh, that's nice. Good to see how this works. Uh, It goes on to say people with more severe mental disorders, such as psychosis, and young people with mental disorders are particularly at risk. Okay? And so I'm not going to go through all of this stuff, all right? But it goes on to talk about uh, who and country action, gaps in care, step up investment. So they're asking the countries now to invest in mental health issues, folks. So what I want to do now is I'm going to show you, uh, trying to decide which direction to go here. Uh, Before we go a little deeper into the psychedelic stuff, I want to show you something real quick that I had mentioned yesterday. Okay, and I told you that the virtual reality goggles were not just being rolled out in the Veterans Administration and used in the Veterans Administration, but they were starting to put them into classrooms now under the guise that they're going to allow your child to walk down the streets of Memphis, Tennessee with Martin Luther King. Or they can go back in time and take a bubble bath with Ben Franklin. Or they could go commit murders with Jack the Ripper. Or they could go back in time and burn witches in Salem, Massachusetts. Or maybe they could run a plantation down in South Carolina Or they could go to Woodstock and trip on some LSD while they're tripping on LSD in the classroom. I don't know, folks. A whole bunch of things they could do. And so I just wanted you to see I was not kidding you, folks. I was not joking around. If you want to check it out, this is classvr.com. And this is a company here. It says the all-in-one virtual reality technology for schools and districts. Class VR comes complete with everything teachers need to improve student engagement and introduce virtual reality into the classroom. And so obviously the picture is some kid or a young woman, hard to tell, with a pair of orange headphones on. Uh, like mine, but in orange. And then uh, Oculus-style VR headset over their eyes and so right here let's just look at this real quick it says virtual reality headsets class vr is a fully integrated classroom ready device with no additional hardware required to get you started headset management class vr's portal gives teachers the controls to easily send content and direct and monitor student attention maximizing learning State-aligned content, ClassVR provides thousands of educational, virtual, and augmented reality resources to add value to your lessons, no matter what the subject. Secure storage charging. And so basically, you can charge these devices. So folks, I would check this out if I were you. Hold on, let me just read you the rest of them. Secure storage and charging. All Class VR headsets come in a rugged storage and charging case to ensure your devices are always ready when you are. Installation, setup, and training. Our techniques assist you with setup and help you configure your headsets. We also have online training available for your teachers and your staff. 
And so, folks, this is the virtual reality they are rolling out into the classrooms. If I got one of these, uh, they talk about how there's different programs you can plug in, uh, basically, uh, you know, to jump into different environments. I don't know. Where would you go, folks? Where would you go? I'd probably beam myself, teleport myself into the metaverse to go live with Ted Kaczynski out in the woods in uh, Montana and watch him as he built the bombs he would send off to people he deemed as technocrats. <laughs> Those that he was trying to stop from building this technology before his manifesto was published. Now, I, I, I don't want to joke about that, folks. But seriously, where would you go? Think about it. If you could escape to anywhere, if you could just be dosed up on LSD and put on your VR headset and enter the metaverse and escape all your problems, if you were being treated for mental illness... Uh, by using MK Ultra mind control techniques, where would you go? Close your eyes. Think about that, folks. We'll be right back. I am Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard, and this is pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold, folks. Just a little more on the VR headsets. You know, another uh, product you should look out for is this being introduced to your children, your grandchildren at school. It might be time to just say no, ladies and gentlemen. Just say no to the VR headsets, folks. It says right here, maximize your ESSER and EANS funds with Class VR. It says improve learning outcomes by integrating VR and AR into your classroom. Meet the needs of today's students and instruction and enhance your existing lesson plans with Class VR available to purchase with ESSER and EANS funding. It says ESSER is uh, elementary and school emergency relief. So you can use emergency relief to buy VR headsets. Our government is so nice handing out emergency relief and then allowing you to spend that on VR headsets so that you can take your kid into the virtual reality metaverse and bring them to experience a live operation of a genital mutilation surgery at the Boston Children's Hospital. I mean, that, I think, is fantastic. Um, why would you not want to bring them there, folks? These kids need to know about this stuff. It's part of reality now. I'll read you a little more here. It says Google Expeditions has come to an end, but VR has not. So basically, I think Google had something like this. They closed it up, and now this company's taking over. So it says Class VR is the all-in-one virtual reality solution that provides everything you need to easily implement virtual and augmented reality into your classroom, the perfect Google Expeditions alternative. Now, there's a few things I do want to show you here before we move on. I'm not going to show you the uh, video of this, but uh, I, I might do that on a different show. But it says, using technology in a busy classroom isn't always as easy as it should be. The class VR interface and teacher portal provide the simple-to-use tools needed to ensure this exciting and engaging technology can deliver a rich, reliable experience for you and your students. Create immersive and engaging lessons in a safe and controlled VR environment. Oh, I'm sure it's safe, folks. Improve your students' knowledge retention and understanding. 
Yeah, because we need technology to be able to do that. Spark your students' imagination with VR experiences as if they were actually there. Yeah, you know, folks, you need to have the ability to improve your students' knowledge, retention, and understanding. Because if you go back, let's just say, to the founding of this country and look at many of the so-called founding fathers, they did not have VR headsets, folks. In fact, they did not have traditional schools. And yet, most of them were scientists, doctors, lawyers, and pretty much uh, inventors. They were like everything combined, prolific writers, uh, debaters. They didn't have VR, but they were a lot more intelligent, a lot more well-rounded than the kids we churn out today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just look at a couple more pieces here. It says improve. Oh, oh, oh wait, before, before we move on, it says uh, create immersive and engaging lessons in a safe and controlled VR environment. So what they're trying to tell you now, it's safe, right? Because what, the classroom is not safe? Well, I guess if the kids are running around shooting each other, it's not so safe. So jump into the metaverse, I guess. If your eyes are covered by the VR goggles, like your head is in the sand as if you were an ostrich, I guess you can't see what's actually going on. So you won't get shot if uh, one of these crazed lunatics that the government gets all pumped up on uh, psychedelic drugs, big pharma drugs, comes in and shoots up the school. Of course, we know through Dr. Charles Morgan III, those people could have been programmed to go kill people. I mean, he admits that that is going on. But uh, no, this is just amazing stuff, folks. Spark your students' imagination with VR experiences as if they are actually there. Yeah. Why don't you just bring them somewhere? Unbelievable. All right. It says improve learning outcomes by integrating VR into your lessons. Evidence shows virtual reality is the tools to push the boundaries of your teaching and help students meet their learning goals. Class VR offers a great way to engage your students and enhance your existing lessons with VR designed specifically for schools. So it says here, experience, learning through experience can boost knowledge retention by up to 75%. Well, why don't you just have them experience it like in the real world? Engage. It says we only remember 10% of what we read, but retain 90% of what we experience. So listen, here's my suggestion, folks. Take your kids out of the public school system, homeschool them, and then take them to all the things you want them to actually experience it. Experiencing it inside of a headset is crazy, folks. As you know that the headsets are tied to the mind control. I don't know why you would ever buy one of these for your kid and or allow them to use it at school when it's not even being used under your supervision. God only knows what kind of information, what kind of images, what kind of experiences they are pumping into your child. Isn't it bad enough when you send them off to school You have to worry about how their day was. What happened in their fake recess? What happened in their fake gym class? What happened in their classrooms where they're being taught to hate themselves, hate their color, hate their gender, and everything else? You now have to worry about what they experienced in a completely different world inside the metaverse that you don't even know what's going on inside there. All right, let me show you this before we get back into the heavy stuff, folks. This is a company called MindBloom, mindbloom.com. At-home ketamine therapy with amazing outcomes. 
Clinical results show 89% of Mind Bloom clients reported improvement in their depression or anxiety symptoms. 33% achieve remission or virtually no symptoms. And right here, I'll do it right here live uh, in a moment. Let me show you something else first, right? So uh, let me see here. Mind Bloom. Uh, okay, the largest ever study of ketamine therapy was shown that at-home programs can improve symptoms of depression and anxiety with minimal side effects. So, as I told you yesterday, they're now using ketamine as one of the psychedelics, and now they're going to let you start dosing yourself at home with this stuff. It says, we exist to help you expand your human potential by increasing access to science-backed therapies. We're transforming lives to transform the world. Science-backed therapies. So I guess Sidney Gottlieb being trained by the Nazis and Japanese torturers to mind-bend, mind-control, uh, and mind-blast people is a science-backed therapy, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody ever says that this all comes from the CIA and from Nazi Germany. No, no, no. And they have right here a little graph, 87% reported improvement in depression, 85% reported improvement in anxiety. And then, uh, you know, there's a little story here. Uh, there, This is a client stories. Quote, there's posit uh, positivity in my life. Those words didn't exist before, and that is life-changing, end quote. As a nurse, teacher, and Army veteran, Melody battled with anxiety and PTSD, which had her questioning her self-worth. When 20-plus years of talk therapy wasn't providing necessary outcomes, she started researching new solutions. Then she found Mind Bloom. After ketamine treatment with Mind Bloom, Melody found herself a better colleague, mother, and partner. Quote, I would especially recommend this program for someone who struggles with self-worth, who struggles with an internal critic, end quote. So this lady is a nurse, a teacher, and an Army veteran, and a mother, and a colleague, and a partner, I assume, let's say her, she's a spouse to a husband, she's home microdosing on ketamine. On ketamine, they're loading these people up with psychedelic drugs, folks. Unbelievable. It says, the next chapter in mental health and well-being. This isn't work, it's our calling. Get ready for elevated experience you'll never forget. From the comfort of your own home, the perfect setting for your journey is built with love, undeniably, uh, undeniably cozy, and a place you feel safe, your home. Or a place you call prison if you locked yourself up the last couple of years during COVID Land, the high school theater production. It goes into... Uh, you know, meet the doctors. You can look at the doctors. I'm not going to go into all of this. Personalized, guided programs. Psychedelic therapy with Dr. Paleos. With over a decade of experience in both research and clinical settings, Dr. Casey Paleos is one of the leading experts in psychedelic medicine. Principal investigator, goes through all his different stuff, study therapist, MDMA-assisted psychotherapy, phase two and three clinical trials, uh, psycho, uh, psilocybin cancer, anxiety study. So he's into the psilocybin, ketamine, and the uh, ecstasy, the MDMA. 
Yeah. In your first Mind Bloom program, The Basics, the pioneering psychiatrist and professor teaches you how psychedelic therapy works and guides you throughout your journey. Learn how to set intentions, navigate your experiences, and integrate through journaling and unlock the potential to heal and grow from your experiences. And then they'll send over a little hologram of uh, Cheech and Chong. I'll hang out in your living room with you while Dr. Gottlieb plays with you over virtual reality goggles. I mean, there's so much uh, propaganda on here. I'm not going to go into all of it, um, but I, I will read you a couple more pieces here. It says, Mind Bloom is a mental health and well-being company on a mission to help people expand their human potential. We're increasing access to effective science-backed treatments for anxiety and depression, starting with guided ketamine therapy in comfortable elevated spaces. Mind Bloom partners with licensed psych, uh, psychiatric cl- uh, clinicians to help their clients get the most of treatment through technology, content, and hospitality-inspired client services. What medicine do you offer? Clinicians on MindBloom's platform may prescribe guided ketamine therapy for indications of depression or anxiety. Here we go, loading them up, folks, loading them up with the psychedelics. Ketamine is a prescription medication that doctors can prescribe off-label to treat depression, anxiety, chronic pain, PTSD, OCD, and other mental health-related conditions. I told you all the things on the list, right? All the things on the list now are going to be treated with these psychedelics. Uh, It has safely been used as an FDA-approved anesthetic since 1970. I told you, they gave it to me. Uh, when I had spinal meningitis before they did a spinal tap when I was 16 years old as uh, an anesthetic. It says, at lower doses, ketamine can induce physical sensations and thought patterns described as psychedelic. Yeah, you get uh, messed up on it, folks. You get messed up on it. How does this work? You'll begin with an online assessment and video consult with a clinician to see if you're a fit. Then you'll schedule your first visit where you'll prepare with your clinician and undergo the first session. Based on your response, your clinician will provide a personalized plan for the next five sessions. Throughout your journey, you'll use MindBloom's online platform to help prepare for your sessions and explore your inner mind and integrate your experiences into your daily life. You see this, folks? I'm not kidding you. You're going to jump into the cyberspace with these guys, with these kooked out quack doctors, these basically these Operation Paperclip Frankenstein MK Ultra mind controllers, and you're going to get uh, ketamine in the mail. And the next thing you know, you're sitting around in your house playing around on their website, tripping on freaking acid. Oh, yeah, this is happening, folks. This is the mind control. It's going to take place right inside your house at levels we've never seen before. And it will be coupled with the virtual reality headsets that they're training your child, your child, who, by the way, suffers from depression at a higher rate than adults, your child in school with a VR headset strapped to their head. And wait until they start using the psychedelics on the children, folks. This is coming. Mark my words. I've read read so much about this we just need to connect the dots ladies and gentlemen and it's all right there the game plan is right there the blueprint is laid out for us think about that for a minute folks and when we get back we're going to sign up on here and see what they say can we use ketamine if we want to ladies and gentlemen i am dust gold this is the dust gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. And you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. And folks, contrary to popular belief, you are not tripping on ketamine right now. The stuff I am telling you is true, ladies and gentlemen. It is true. It is out there. It is very real. And I apologize because uh, I didn't even think to do this during my research, but I just looked up a couple quick articles and apparently they are already dosing children who have been diagnosed with anxiety and depression with ketamine. So I will eventually get into that, folks. Uh, Also, big announcement, I will be hosting the Thomas Paine podcast on Monday. So I'm working on a special guest for that appearance, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll let you know uh, before that drops. Uh, let me just read you a couple more things on this site, then we'll move on. It says, uh, what will it feel like, talking about being dosed with ketamine? It says, ketamine produces a sense of disconnection from one's ordinary reality and usual self. Okay, well, so does alcohol, pot, cocaine, and everything else that uh, one might dabble in, ladies and gentlemen. It says, uh, okay, so produces a sense of disconnection from one's ordinary reality and usual self that may induce or enhance feelings of creativity, purpose, perspective, serenity, insight, inspiration, gratitude, empathy, connection with others and the world, openness to new ideas, psychological rebirth, and traveling outside of oneself among others. You may also experience visual, auditory, and other sensory Effect. So basically, yes, they're giving you acid, folks, LSD. They're putting you on a trip. And so to treat you of whatever your mental illness is, they're going to drug you. All right. But don't worry. This is not called substance abuse because it's administered by professional clinicians, doctors, psychiatrists, and authorized by the Food and Drug Administration. But uh, if you drink too much booze at home or you smoke pot, they call you a degenerate uh, who suffers from substance abuse. But as long as you're abusing things and escaping your reality instead of dealing with your problems, trying to get to the root of your trauma and actually trying to repair yourself to understand that things may have happened in your past that are not your fault or the things that are are your fault, you come to terms with uh, dealing with those, you apologize to the people for those, and you move on and try to live a productive life where you can help yourself and eventually help others have a better life, they're going to drug you up, folks, and turn you into a schizophrenic, guaranteed. And uh, this will be coupled with the VR headsets, And they will drive you right into the metaverse where you're going to live in harmony in a peaceful environment, as they say, happens inside the classroom. It's a peaceful, safe environment. So I'm back at the top of the site again, folks. And remember, I said uh, they had a question. Am I a candidate? So what the hell? Let's click on this. Am I a candidate? And it uh, pops up here, welcome.mindbloom.com. 
personalized transformational experiences supported by leaders in psychiatry and psychedelic medicine. So don't worry, folks. Dr. Gottlieb and MK Ultra ended in 1964, as Stephen Kinzer, the fine journalist, the foremost expert on MK Ultra, said. It ended in 1964. Although now there's hundreds of companies like Mindbloom. They are running this stuff through the Veterans Administration, through hospitals, through universities, through institutions, in the classrooms now, folks. So MKUltra ended in 1964. Yeah, right, Kinzer. Now you understand why I was so upset with him, because I had already done the research on this stuff and knew that Kinzer was completely full of it. All right, it goes on to say, take this brief assessment to learn if Mindbloom could help you overcome symptoms of anxiety or depression. So you click the next button. It says, first, we'd like to get a general sense of how you're doing. Not good. I'm a little ticked off right now. All right, so it says, what brings you to Mindbloom today? And then you can check one of four boxes. I'm experiencing anxiety. I'm experiencing depression. I'm experiencing both anxiety and depression or other. So what the heck? Let's just say we have anxiety and depression. It says, thanks for sharing. After completing two sessions, over 85% of clients report improvement in depression or anxiety symptoms. It doesn't say clients of what, and it doesn't say how many clients. All right, but anyway, we'll click next. Where can we send information about your personalized Mind Bloom program? Folks, I'm not going to put in my email address. It's bad enough that I was on here with my IP address. I'm not going to do that. But if you guys want to get a hold of some uh, psychedelic ketamine and go on an MK Ultra wild ride, I suggest that uh, maybe you go over here and pop your email in that box. All right, folks. Now, to show you even further what is going on, I pulled up an article at everydayhealth.com. And this is from March 2022. So this year. And it says, what are psychedelic drugs and how can they help treat mental illness? And this is just further proof. I don't think we need to go through all of this at this point. I think you catch my drift. If you don't trust me and the information I provided to you, you know, probably don't listen to the show. But I don't have to go through every single article when I'm proving a point. We just looked at psychedelics being used in the Veterans Administration, psychedelics being used you know, in your own home, you can order these things. You can order ketamine. But uh, let's look at a little of this, because each article we do pick up some information. It says, you probably know the psychedelic drugs, also called hallucinogens, affect a person's mind by altering perceptions, moods, and thoughts. In fact, the word psychedelic, derived from Greek, literally means mind made visible. Mind made visible. Yeah? Exactly. Mind control. So as Dr. Gottlieb wanted to do was to make that mind visible so that he could blast it away, he could hack it, he could control it. Goes on to say, and while these drugs are well known for their recreational uses, scientists are now looking at their potential for treating mental illnesses. Quote, psychedelic drugs offer new mechanisms to address mental illness, and some have shown promise where other treatments have been ineffective, says Atai Donovich. MD. 
a professor and the chair of the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neurosciences at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. Quote, this is a source of significant excitement, end quote. Now, again, did they ever mention that the CIA through the MK Ultra program were running LSD and psychedelics out to places like Cedar Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles to run tests on people, unsuspe- uh, unsuspecting people, people who did not actually sign up to have their mind blown away. Goes on to say it's important to note that Dr. Donovich is referring to the medicinal use of psychedelic drugs administered in measured doses under the supervision of licensed medical professionals. Folks, you can't have your street level drug dealer give you this stuff. You can't have your old hippie buddy find it through one of his uh, hippie contacts. No, no, no. You need to get high on psychedelics under the supervision of a licensed medical professional, otherwise known as a Operation Paperclip Nazi. Okay, we'll call them that. Operation Paperclip Nazi scientists and engineers. Using the same drugs recreationally or without a prescription to manage mental health issues is not only illegal, but it's also dangerous, as it can lead to the opposite effect, worsening symptoms instead of relieving them. That is comical, actually. I'm not telling people to go do this on your own. I'm just saying it's so funny where they have to, like, they have to come up with something, say, like, "Oh, oh, I know what you're thinking, okay? I know what you're thinking. Smoking pot at home that you bought from your friend who grows it in his backyard. You know, that could make you go crazy. But if you buy the government pot and you do it under the supervision of a Frankenstein doctor who is trying to blast your mind away, you will be safe there, folks. All right, let's just read this. I I find this to be interesting. History of psychedelic drugs. Again, this is from Everyday Health, okay? Psychedelic drugs are not new. Many are found in nature, such as in fungi, cacti, trees, seeds, and leaves. Others are created synthetically in laboratories from chemicals altered to mimic those of natural hallucinogens. Those I told you are basically the GMO ones. That's what they're going to feed the people. That's what you're getting. And while research on the medical use of psychedelics is still in an early stage really well it goes back to at least the uh late 1940s early 1950s here in the united states uh when the government bought the entire supply remember that gottlieb spent two hundred forty thousand dollars of taxpayer money to buy the entire world supply of lsd at the time goes on to say these drugs have been used by different cultures to facilitate mystical or spiritual experiences and to treat mental illness since ancient times Also used by the United States government to try to mind-bend people. (laughs) Crazy stuff, folks. The 20th century English novelist and philosopher Aldous Huxley famously experimented with two psychedelics, mescaline and LSD, under the supervision of the psychiatrist Humphrey Osman, who advocated that they be used under carefully controlled conditions as a treatment for alcohol use disorder, right? And I told you they're going to start offering this for anxiety, depression, uh, substance abuse, and everything else, folks. So Aldous Huxley, right? Many of you know him. Do you not, ladies and gentlemen? That would be Brave New World, okay, was uh, dosing with psychedelics. It says, between the 1950s and 1970s, several research studies suggested that psychedelics showed promise as therapies for anxiety, depression, psycho... uh, 
psychosomatic diseases and addiction. I apologize again, folks. I have my cord for my camera fell down in front of my screen, and I have to keep bobbling my head back and forth to to read around it. And if I try to switch it during the uh, commercial break, sometimes it causes problems. So it says, between the 50s and 70s, several research studies suggested that psychedelics uh, showed promise, right? But they never mention between the 50s and 70s, we were using the psychedelics to mind blast people, using it in secret torture chambers that we set up in uh, Europe and East Asia, and using it on unsuspecting folks through the clinical trials we set up through fake foundations run by the CIA, folks. You see this? They never tell the truth, folks. They never, ever tell the truth. The MK Ultra stuff is hidden. That's why I said it's continued. It's never ended, folks. This is not the end over here. We're going to go to a quick break. My name is Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold, and this, folks, this is the Dustin Gold Standard. And I apologize, folks, that we had to go into a whole roundabout here into, you know, mental health and everything. But for you to fully grasp, for you to fully understand, uh, because I know I do, to understand MKUltra, to understand what was going on back in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, to understand what is going on today, to understand how these monsters are now going to push the MKUltra mind control into the lexicon, branded as a new name, claiming they're helping people with mental illness. You have to understand the rise in levels of mental illness. You need to understand that this was all concocted, caused by the internet, by social media, by societal pressures, by loss in jobs, by uh, COVID land, the high school theater production. So the powers that be, the powers that be, the uh, Wizards of Oz, you know, the social engineering class, the wardens of the prison planet, the agent Smiths of the Matrix, they have set up this situation, created a problem, a rise in mental illness, and their solution, they're just waiting to pounce, is to roll out these psychedelics, which is just an extension of MK Ultra. So I have to show you the background. Uh, we have to go between what happened then, what's happening now, and you need to understand, this is how I look at things. This is my perspective. I do research on a wide number of topics so that I could put these stories together for you. You know, and so it makes sense to you. And so you can understand the gravity of the schemes and the scams that are going on. And it's not just schemes or scams to make money off this stuff. They are literally going to mind bend the nation. Um, I don't know what happened. Maybe they realized that just the internet alone or just TV alone or just entertainment alone or just video games alone wasn't doing the trick. And so now they're going to roll out the next stage of this, which is the psychedelics combined with virtual reality and augmented reality and then pushing people into the metaverse. So when people say the metaverse isn't here, well, you can look elements of this all encompassing metaverse are here. 
If you could walk down the street with Martin Luther King in Memphis, that's a piece of the metaverse, okay? That's how this all works. Let me just continue with this because this is on the history of psychedelics. Um, Let's see. It says again, between the 1950s and 1970s, several research studies suggested that psychedelics showed promises, therapies for anxiety, depression, uh, psychosomatic diseases, and addiction. Quote, however, these studies were not well controlled, explains Dr. Donovich. Uh, quote, and changes in the law essentially stopped most research for the decades that followed. In 1970, the United States Congress passed the Controlled Substances Act, which classified LSD along with several other hallucinogens as having a high potential for abuse and no accepted medical use. In 1986, LSD was banned throughout the country. So if we want to go further into this, we'll look at 1970, we'll look at 1980. 86, and that journalist, uh, Ashton Gray, I told you about, may know some of this. As I said, he told me that Richard Nixon, and he had wrote a book in part on this, that Richard Nixon was basically set up and pushed out of office, at least in his theory, because he was uh, against the MK Ultra program, fired Richard Helms as the head of the CIA, forced out Gottlieb, and so um, hopefully we'll be able to speak to him. It says, uh, but in recent years, researchers have renewed their interest in psychedelics as they search for innovative ways to manage mental illness, which affects nearly one in five adults in the United States, as we saw before, right? So we saw the article about mental illness with nothing about psychedelics. Now we're looking at psychedelics where they're pulling the statistics from the mental illness reports. And that's why I'm showing you the two different worlds because then everything converges and you'll see that the mental health statistics are used to force the adoption campaign of the psychedelic dosing goes on to say quote there is a growing recognition that there is no health without mental health that the body and mind are integrally connected end quote says donovich quote our culture's current gravitation to natural substances probably also contributes to the current wave of openness to rediscovering agents that have long existed on the periphery of society and have powerful effects promoting self-reflection empathetic connectedness and sometimes adaptive change end quote so now they'll blame it on society because you and i want to take garlic pills and oregano extract they're going to roll out a lab made lsd and let's just talk about this quickly i think this is important too because again if you're dealing with children or grandchildren in this space we're always trying to help you arm you with the intelligence that you need to fight back against this stuff and to educate your folks about this okay Types of psychedelic drugs. Psychedelic drugs are taken recreationally in ways including smoking, snorting, injecting, and drinking them. In contrast, most research studies dispense psychedelics in pill form to ensure their purity and to allow for consistent dosing. Both gold standards, not this gold standard, folks, both gold standards for clinical tests of treatments and drugs. Pill forms are also much safer than smoking or injecting psychedelic drugs okay and so we get into them here just so you know the name so you have psilocybin you have lsd you have mdma you have ketamine and you have peyote 
So let me just explain it to you quickly in case you're not aware of this stuff, because all of these are being used in the uh, trials, the so-called trials right now. It says uh, psilocybin, four, uh, then there's like the long um, scientific name, which I'm not even going to try to read because it would be ridiculous. I can't pronounce those words, folks. It says psilocybin, sometimes referred to as magic mushrooms, comes from certain mushrooms found in the United States, Mexico, and South America. It's considered the most researched psychedelic substance and is being explored as a treatment for depression, cancer-related distress, and different forms of addiction. All right, That's what they're about to roll out now. LSD, Quilically known as acid, LSD is a clear or white material made from lysergic acid, which is found in a fungus that grows on grains like rye. Like psilocybin, LSD is being studied as a therapeutic agent for depression, cancer-related distress, and addiction, says Matthew W. Johnson, Ph.D., a professor of psychedelics and consciousness research in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at John Hopkins University School of Medicine in Baltimore. And I'm glad they used the word consciousness because this all also ties into uh, Ray Kurzweil and the uh, singularity folks and their want and desire for immortality and to be able to upload their consciousness to the cloud. Folks, I guarantee these people are tripping on acid. I'll show you something uh, momentarily. And so... Again, we're talking about uh, LSD, and this is what Gottlieb was using in the MK Ultra mind control experiments. Then you have MDMA, often called ecstasy or Molly, is a popular synthetic club drug that acts as a stimulate, a stimulant and hallucinogen. Researchers are looking at MDMA as a potentially game-changing treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. All right, then we have ketamine which uh, we've mentioned here. That's what Mind Bloom was all about. Ketamine, known on the street as Special K, has traditionally been administered intravenously as a surgical uh, anesthetic in humans and animals. It has also been used in liquid powder or pill form as a date rape drug that when added to someone's drink without their knowledge can cause confusion, memory loss, and other symptoms that render that person more vulnerable to sexual assault. Yeah, so don't worry. Take the ketamine at home, folks. Then go inside your VR headset metaverse and be uh, mentally raped by the reincarnation of Sidney Gottlieb. It says in 2019, a nasal spray form of ketamine called uh, uh, S-ketamine won Food and Drug Administration approval as medication for treatment-resistant depression. This is crazy stuff, folks. All this stuff has been on the street, you know. Magic mushrooms, acid, ecstasy, special K, uh, and then we're going to do peyote, uh, mescaline. Mescaline occurs naturally in a small cactus called peyote, but it can also be synthetically made. It's being investigated as a possible treatment for depression, anxiety, and related conditions. Okay, so uh, all this stuff has been on the street. Now, don't think for a minute that the government didn't pop that out on the street and they've been running human trials on everyone doing this stuff at the street level. Just like Charles Morgan III, Dr. Uh, Charles Morgan III, in his 2018 lecture to the West Point Military Academy cadets and faculty told us about the black market sort of cyber hackers who work underground, these biohackers that are implanting robotic chips in each other, 
underground folks those are those are black site government operations to run these programs off the books you don't think for a minute that the government would take a bunch of lsd a bunch of ecstasy and move them into the rave and club culture so that they could run tests on the public you don't think they would do that do you no Sidney gottlieb was just setting up fake foundations under the cia running lsd into universities hospitals prisons and other institutions to run illegal experiments on mind blasting people oh you don't think the government would ever do that today for all of you who don't think the government would do that what 50 60 years from now if the world still exists if the technocratic transhumanists haven't destroyed it we're going to be able to read an article about how the government was doing exactly what i'm telling you they're doing and they were pushing this stuff out at the street level to test it out on people we're going to say what a horrible time in history just a small blemish just a small blemish let me just show you something quickly folks this was for later, but uh, we'll do it now. This is Forbes.com. This is an article from January 2020. Before COVID land, the high school theater production kicked off. Silicon Valley is microdosing magic mushrooms to boost their careers. Silicon Valley, the home of Facebook, Apple, Google, and Twitter, is the embodiment of the hustle culture. It's a place filled with type A personnel, uh, professionals all desperately competing to start the next big unicorn company that will go public and earn the founders and uh, early employees millions or billions of dollars. They also desire to advance their careers against some of the smartest and most talented people in the world. Professionals in and around Silicon Valley, particularly those 35 years and older, are trying everything, including questionable fads to appear younger than they are, and which may offer an edge for their career, or like Peter Thiel, injecting yourself with a teenager's, uh, teenager's blood. Oh yeah, don't worry, they're all doing that. Just because we are in a hot job market and strong economy, it doesn't mean that it's easy for white-collar professionals to succeed in their careers. There is still pressure, anxiety, fear of failure, and the need to stay competitive. To improve themselves, we've witnessed the phases of intermittent fasting, cryotherapy, long-term meditation retreats, and far-off exotic locations uh, like Joe Rogan, Botox and facelifts for men. Oh, don't, folks, we're going to do this in detail uh, soon, but the work world is obsessed with youth for a number of reasons. Older workers earn more money and are deemed too expensive. Management believes they could easily be replaced by younger employees who will cost significantly less. They could replace them with robots and AI. That's why you're going to have to merge with machine. Don't you get it now, folks? You'll be replaced by the younger kids until the AI and robots replace you. And that's the merger of man and machine. That's called singularity. That's transhumanism. So when you get to the point where you're going to be replaced by the robot, you will merge with the robot. So now you have these guys back in 2020 trying to merge with the younger folks. Eventually they'll merge with the robots. With a hyper-focus on social media and concerns of staying relevant for their customers, those with gray hair seem outdated and don't fit in with the corporate culture, according to some senior management. The push to stay young and relevant is reaching a frightening level with a new emerging trend. It's reported in the BBC that people in Silicon Valley are taking magic mushrooms, which is really a dose of psilocybin, an LSD type of drug. For example, $2,000 per month will get you your own psychedelic trip coach guru. He'll guide you through your mind-altering journey. 
taking mushrooms is a siren's lo- uh, song luring fast-track professionals to boost their creativity and enhance their work performance. It feels like the next level up from asking your doctor for a prescription of Adderall. White-collar professionals and college students alike cite their attention deficit disorder to get a prescribed drug that elevates their adrenaline and sharpens focus and helps people to work better and faster. Steve Jobs was said to have partaken in psychedelics and playfully derided his rival, Bill Gates, as being unimaginative and suggested that he should drop some LSD. Scott Adams, the creator of the Dilbert cartoon strip, you all know him, you know, was involved with the MAGA movement. Pundit on YouTube and Periscope and resident of Northern California claims that he took magic mushrooms once and it was the best day of his life and he no longer felt any limits to his life and career success. Joe Rogan, the host of one of the most listened to podcasts and another California resident, is a big proponent of microdosing mushrooms and has had numerous guests on his shows ranging from scientists to MMA fighters who have shared their positive experiences from microdosing. Our buddy Joe, the drug pusher. The drug pusher. Everybody get on board with Sidney Gottlieb and the MK Ultra program, right? If they were doing it to my men and my blast, we're on board. I'm Joe Rogan. I'm a renaissance man. I speak against the establishment. Of course, I promote Elon Musk, the transhumanist technocrat, and I'm pushing children to be mind blasted by the same drugs that our government, in cooperation with the Nazis and Japanese torturers, were doing to people they deemed to be expendable while they tortured them, mind-blasted them, and killed them in secret prisons in Europe and East Asia. Yeah, Joe Rogan, you're a real hero. You're really bucking the system there, Joe. See, as Stephen Kinzer told you, as we've heard time and time again over the last few episodes, that the Sidney Gottlieb monster was unwittingly the godfather of the LSD counterculture and that he formed this counterculture by accident to push back against everything that the CIA held dear. It's a complete and total lie because the CIA mind-controlled drug that is meant for blasting people's minds, for driving them insane, for wiping out their memory and replacing it with something else, folks. Now it is everywhere. Joe Rogan is pushing it. Steve Jobs pushed it. Dilbert Dude pushes it. It's in the VAs. It's in all the mental health clinics. It's being rolled out across the board for everyone we deem to have mental illness. And of course, coincidentally, mental illness is on the rise. And mental illness rose by at least 25% over COVID land, the high school theater production. Are these people not sick Ladies and gentlemen, are these people not sick and disgusting and devious? Ladies and gentlemen, are these people, these technocratic transhumanist Nazi Frankenstein doctors, not the most disgusting things that you've ever seen on earth? When all the pieces start to come together, folks, when you can see everything lined up, when you have the ability to visualize exactly what these folks are doing, It makes you want to puke, folks. I am telling you, these are the sickest people 
on earth and they're hitting us from all sides so take this information with you today warn your friends and family keep your kids and grandkids away from the vr goggles and away from the psychedelics tomorrow i'm going to get into a little bit more on this topic and then we are going to move back in to uh we are working our way back into god i have so many notes here folks so many notes but we're going to get back to cyborg soldier and review a podcast over there but i want to finish this up and get into this salinas report that i want to share with you folks because it's a brilliant piece of work kind of wrapping up this chapter we've talked about mk ultra i want to wrap that up for you and we're going to come back to operation paperclip later uh but this remember started from a journey about a week ago because you guys wanted me to start talking about paperclip and so you push me in a totally different direction but heck folks this is choose your own adventure and i was glad to do it because now all this information that we have about mental health health about psychedelics about vr about mk ultra it all fits in now and cyborg soldier will become a piece of that ladies and gentlemen so tonight sleep on this and ask yourself how sick are these people and ask yourself how they have all the scientists and all the engineers and all the doctors on board with this folks they have mk ultra running alive and well except it is now operating at warp speed ladies and gentlemen operation warp speed all right folks have a great day this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.